In this episode, you will meet my delightful friend, Yesenia Dalton. She is such a delight. She and her husband, James, came into our lives a few years ago. They are superb individuals, but together they are uber superb. She introduces she and her husband as Jesse and James, the Dalton Gang. Jesse is award-winning in business and friendships, but more importantly, she is knocking it out of the park for the kingdom. This is a sister you definitely want on your team. And did I mention, she is a delight. And as per my daughter's request to add recipes per episode, check out this easy, simple ice cream recipe in the show notes. You are welcome. Well, hey there, sister. Nicole Johnson here. We want you to join our convo as we chat about life, love, and legacy. Today, I'm so excited. We've been working on this for a couple of weeks, and so we finally, we feel like we got it going on here. But today, I'm honored to introduce you to my good friend, Jesse Dalton, whom I refer to as Yesenia or Yessie Dalton, but you're married to a Jesse. So she says that they're the Dalton gang, Jamie, uh, J- James and Jesse Dalton, but Jesse is a wife and um, a daughter. And I want to say she's born in Cuba, but she can correct me on that here in just a few minutes. But she is currently, among many things, a financial advisor. Uh, we met at a community center where our church was meeting called the Jones Center here in Northwest Arkansas. I want to say, Jesse, that was a uh, two, was it two years ago now? Uh, it was September 2020. Oh wow! That, in the hotbed of of life, September yeah. 2020, and we stay connected in person, of course, throughout the week, but also in text and and however however we can connect, it's it's pretty pretty cool. So so correct me, where were you born, Jess? In upstate New York. <laughs> oh, upstate New York. Well, that's but but your but your roots are. Yeah, my family's originally from Cuba. I'm the first from- one in the family born in America. Okay, so you're first mm-hmm. generation. So have you been back to visit? Any- well, I say back. <laughs> have you gone to visit relatives? I did. So when I was in second grade, I was eight years old. My mom and grandma and I went back. Uh, they all came over in 67, way before I was even a thought. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we went and visited. Um, but don't plan I, on going I, back. I, I like how you said way before I was a thought. Cause like I was born in 69. So like, I was kind of like, I was a thought, but um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was 72. My mom and my dad hadn't met back in 67 yet. So they didn't know each other. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. So, yeah. but um, so uh, do you still have your daddy or is he, has he passed? No, he, he lives in the Dominican Republic. So Oh, yeah. in the in the Republica Dominicana. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. So, how does the Spanish differ from Cuba to the Dominican? I don't know. I've never oh. been to the Dominican. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, but I'm I'm sure there's some differences because in Cuba, like in school, Castilian is taught the original language from Spain, mm-hmm. just the like pure, in, the, the pure. pure. Well, mm-hmm. I can tell you that the Dominican Spanish is not close to pure. Um, they, they have so many different, um, uh, 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 dialects, but, you know, of, of the, of a, of a rendition of Spanish, but that's where yeah. my Spanish has come from. So it's funny. Cause whenever I speak Spanish, 
they look at me and then they'll, they'll reply with an English word. And I said, that's what I just said in Spanish. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I guess they just didn't expect a white girl, you know, to speak <laughs> Spanish, you know, but, but you, I'm sure you're kind of a chameleon wherever you go, because um, you have that beautiful skin and hair and eyes and, and you can rock the Spanish girl. I tell you, man, God oh. has, God has opened up many doors because of your, your, um, your bilingualness. Well, I'm thankful to be bilingual. I didn't get it when I was little and I was like, why do I know two languages? But now, you know, as an advisor and throughout my career, it's come in very handy. So were you raised bilingual? I was. So actually at home when I was first born until I went to pre-K, it was all Spanish. So I learned um, English off of Sesame Street and, you know, the little shows that you could catch on the radio. Uh, see, and stuff I then. learned, I learned some Spanish on Sesame Street okay. from Maria, you know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Well, since yeah. we're, since we just kind of dove right in here and we're talking about the, the different languages, let's, let's talk about missions. You and I have that connection that we love, love, love missions and we're talking overseas missions and getting out beyond our four walls and our comfort zones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we like to live out there, but you're also a professional, and don't correct me, uh, photographer, because I've seen some of your work and it's just fabulous. And you actually text me some of your favorites. I was going to ask you about your favorites and you text them. And, oh my word. I wish our, our listeners could hear or could see some of these pictures, but, but tell me about, um, you have a picture here of a Bible and like a blue coverall, but it's like probably a a little jacket, but it's, it's, it's in a mud stuccoed rustic real, um, uh, ultra area or, 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 or tell me about that, that, that picture. Yeah, so that picture was, yep, in 2009 in Zambia, in the bush called Luansha, so central Zambia, and we were at a church service that Sunday that we had to drive out in the middle of nowhere, like it literally, I'm like, do you guys really know where you're going because there's nothing out here, mm-hmm. and there's just like a bike path that like you could see has been squashed, so anyhow, um, it was a beautiful church service, and um, at the end of it, you know, there hadn't been peace before the church service and we had gotten together. Everybody had gone out there on the missions trip and really prayed. And finally, about an hour later, peace kind of settled in and we figured out why we did there wasn't peace, but you, you mean I, everything's not smooth sailing when you're on a, on, on doing the Lord's work domestic no, or, no. or, or international. No, you better be prayed up before, after, and during, <laughs> especially coming back. A lot of people take for granted when you come back, they, they kind of tend to put their guard down and that can be like the most dangerous time. That sounds like a trip to Walmart these days. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Back to the yeah. photo. No. So, um, when I walked back into the hut, cause I had left my Bible in there. Um, it was on a, a person's scarf. She had put her little scarf there. It was inside of the little church. It was just made of mud and straw. And there was just such peace. And it just reminded me that no matter where we are, what we're doing, if we just call on the name of the Lord, he will take care of it. His spirit will come. He will calm everything down and he will bring us back into focus into what we should be concentrating on. And it's him focusing on him. The purpose we were all gathering was him and all the distractions were to pull us away 
from him. So wow. I love that picture because it just reminds me so much of the peace that he gave us. Yeah. Come a little closer because I did think you, you, uh, some of the echo cleared up a little bit. Tell yeah. me about the elephants. Were you actually oh. this close to the elephants in this so picture? I had my telescopic lens on and I was in a little Ford Ranger kind of a truck holding onto the back rail on okay. the outside of the truck. Um, uh -huh. So we were about 150 feet away. And it's like these elephants just posed. We This was the missionary yeah. that took us on the safari. So we were out there doing it on our own. And it, they were just so incredibly beautiful. And their trunks almost shaped like the yeah. a heart. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it looks like it's fake because I'm like, really? They did this. They posed. Um, yeah. And well, I, I used know, to... Just I used Beautiful. to tell my kids when they were having a hard time loving each other, when they were little, I used to say, stop and go nose to nose. Oh. And it's so hard to stay mad at somebody that you're that close to, you know, of course I can't do that to them now, but you know, but, but yeah. I, I, I thought of that when I saw that, I'm just like, wow, you go nose to nose. And I love the story about the elephants. And if you guys who are listening, if you want to see this photo, just, just, text or or email jesse will will maybe put some information like that in the show notes i don't know how 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 public she wants to go with her information but but there is this uh this church that taught me about the the the, the elephant and basically if an elephant gets sick or is hurt uh, and it goes down it the just the sheer weight of it make it because it's sick on internally it it, it can't get back up to recover so that the herd will come around that that elephant that is in stress and in need and they will they will um hunch up to it they will they will butt up to it they will shoulder up to it they will basically surround the 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 elephant in need with their support so that the elephant doesn't have to um, depend on its own weight. It's the weight of the other elephants that is keeping that elephant up on all fours until that elephant is strong enough to go on its own again, you know, within the herd. But yeah. it was like, oh, I want to be an, a friend like that. I want to be an elephant. So basically, Jesse, I'm your elephant. I want to be your elephant. So whenever you're, you're, you're feeling down or or hurt or just less than, you know, just even, even emotionally, whatever it may be, just know that I'm your elephant and uh, I want to come alongside and just encourage. And, and, and I pray that that's what, that's one way, that's one why of this podcast. It's to be the listener, whoever you are, it's to be your elephant. It's to encourage you. It's to stand beside you. It's to say, Hey, there are other women and sisters out here who are walking through and going through or who, or who have gone through something that you may be going through right now. And to know that, that there is still a God, you may be on the backside of Africa somewhere, not, not feeling the peace, not knowing what to do, but you just heard Jesse talk about, you know, there wasn't peace. We were loving what we were doing, but there wasn't peace. So we, we, we drew away and we prayed, we came together, we prayed until the peace came. And then we were able to, to just really uh, uh, break down those strongholds and, and, and love the people and get in there. And the peace came. So it, there's answers mm -hmm. in conversation, in listening in. And so you're not eavesdropping, you're joining our conversation today. So, and one more, I, I love the picture of where the two women are cooking, just the joy on their faces, their big smiles. Now, did you... 
Is this cooking that you ate there out there? It is. They were making enshima. And to me, the way that they cook the enshima, it's almost like a cream of wheat. It's a okay. staple. And then they'll make like cabbage and stewed tomatoes to go along with it. And you eat it with your hands. Um, but it looks like, I don't know, like this WW something workout that they're doing because it's so intense. <laughs> these massive spoons are almost as tall as yeah. I am. Wow. And they're taking these massive pots. So these were smaller pots this day. And they were cooking for after the church service. So mm -hmm. yeah, I got to eat that in Shima today and, or that day. And it was delicious. And those ladies did it with such a sweet spirit. You yeah. know, they were just servants to everybody who had attended um, and the missionaries that came to speak and teach and work in VBS and things of that nature. Uh, but it just reminds me that no matter what we're doing, that we can have such joy, you know? So um, even, even more doing hard labor or working out or whatever, it's just always to have that joy. Yes. Yes. Do it for him. And you were talking about um, hands a moment ago. So tell me about this final uh, photo the adult hand holding the child's hand. But you know what? Looking at this picture, people are people all over the world. They all are the same. They they all love love mm -hmm. and they all cry and they all need, need that touch, the human touch. Tell me about that picture. Yeah. So um, that was a tiny, tiny little Zambian girl that uh, welcomed us. And the other hand, uh, the white hand, that's my friend, Jen. So when we first arrived after 24 hours worth of flying, literally, yeah. uh, you know, and then, you know, two hour car rides in the dust, um, she was so happy to see us because she knew we were there for VBS and for the big Bible conference. And, you know, um, she just came up and was scared at first because usually they don't see people with lighter skin tones and uh -huh. she just gingerly went up to Jen and thought she was curious enough to say you know what you're human too and she just stretched out her little hand and Jen shook it and I was able to be in the right place at the right time to mm -hmm. to capture that but it just reminds me um when I lived in Little Rock I would get asked a lot you know when James and I first got married you know um just different people different places what are you and it, I got to the point that I'm like, in that oh, way, what are you? What are you? Oh, so I wow. came to this place. Yeah. Then I was like, you know what? Human. And uh -huh. they would look at me weird. And I, I would say, well, you know, one race, human race. We're all humans. Yep. We're all Come just on. different, different shades of skin, different colors. Right. But we're all the same on the inside. We all bleed red. So, um, it just, just reminds me that, that how creative God is. I mean, think of all the creases on the trunk of an elephant's, you know, uh, trunk, uh, just how God did that, like a painted dart frog, the oh. beauty of our creator, how he's so mm -hmm. precise and how he puts all the different colors on a frog or on the birds. I mean, even our dogs at home, like every little hair, you know, multicolored and it's just so incredibly beautiful. And when we get to that place that we look at each other as humans versus our skin color. Yeah. Yeah. I think the world will be a much better place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, and then here I am, you know, I don't have the same hair color that I was born with. Um, mm -hmm. And I was, I was born with a lot of hair. I was not a bald baby. My, my mom said, this is not my baby. Um, but then she looked down and she saw one eyebrow and she said, yeah, this is my daughter. <laughs> This is, this is my husband's daughter right here. So I had the, the unibrow and all this dark hair, but, um, uh, but now, you know, I've changed. And then even, yeah. even our skin, we're trying to, 
you know, put different colors or shades on our skin to make it either lighter or darker or whatever, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's just like, just be who God made you to be. And I'm all for enhancing, (laughs) you know, enhancing uh, what God has given me, but not being ashamed by any means of who God made me to be. So what would you tell somebody who's never been on the mission field? Oh, goodness. You are losing out on a big portion of our lives if you've never been. It literally, you think you're going out to help someone, something, a cause. Really, it changes you from the inside out. And it helps you to remember that the world is so much bigger than the little place that you you stand in. Mm. And it helps you to realize that there's more to this life than what we do on a daily basis here at home. And whether it helps you pray better, support others that are going out on the field and partnering with them for that kingdom work, uh, it it literally transforms you and you'll never see life the same way again. That You sound like a, you've been on the mission field. That's one thing that I've said for years. Everyone needs to go at least once. At least not, once. E- not everyone's called to stay, but there's senders and there's goers yeah. and And sometimes if you've never gone, you really don't know what you're sending for, Mm -hmm. you know, or to. So even if you just go one time just to get the understanding and you never go again, but you're now a sender and you know where, where your, your money's going and the bang for your buck, you know, for the kingdom of God, but so, so important. Um, uh, You had mentioned the word kingdom the kingdom, kingdom work. Let's talk a little bit about now your kingdom business. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that people who are listening, some of them may, may, may never be in business, but yet some people are in business and God has definitely anointed you. And it's part of, of, of your legacy is your, um, how you, how you run your business as a kingdom business. So what, what principles can you tell us? I mean, I'll let you get as detailed as you want to be. I don't, I don't know what we're allowed to say on, on air, but, Mm -hmm. but as far as your business goes, I know that you are, you're farther down the road naturally than you thought you would be at this time in your business plan. Mm -hmm. And that's called favor, Mm -hmm. (laughs) favor. And so talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I'm a financial advisor here in Northwest Arkansas, and um, when it comes to kingdom, you know, every person that walks in that door, every client that I have, whether they're part of an organization that I manage, their 401k or 403b or individual clients, or even our clients' children or grandchildren, those are all opportunities for us to really show them love and kindness, and that this is not about just their money, that there's more to this. So one of the things that I go in depth with all of them is legacy planning. And Kayla and I have um, a time that we have, that we're probably going to start doing at the end of this year, we're going to call it Sons and Daughters Month. And that is... Yeah, it's to bring in the kids, the grandkids, young kids, older kids, it doesn't matter, but for them to truly understand what legacy planning is, because their parents might not want them to go and buy a Corvette with that money. They might want them to use that money for X, Y, Z, right? So parents and kids sometimes have different values. And we just want to make sure that no matter what we do, that we honor their wishes and that we make sure that that legacy that they leave is Mm -hmm. honored and the money's used for what they want to use. 
Now, individuals, right? By us showing them love and kindness, we have more of the kids have come become part of my practice, Kayla and my practice. Um, we we walk through them through so marriage. Kayla, Kayla so, is it, what? What's her title? She's your assistant. So, She's our, the business office administrator. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she and I partner together because, you know, she's not my employee. She, yes. She works here. Yes. I pay her paycheck, but we look at it as a partnership because I can't do what I do if she doesn't do her part. And what she does is so valuable. She takes care of all of the paperwork and administrative side, okay. which frees me up to so really for, minister. So for our listeners, yeah, that's who Kayla is. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Good. So we really work a lot with the heart. We end up talking more about personal things, about things of the Lord, about things that have hurt them, what they're scared of, what they're hoping for, for the future, what they're afraid to even dream of having in the future. Mm-hmm. And we're here to, to remind them that, you know, we've got this conduit that, that we will help them and do everything. And I always tell them, like, I'm not God. I cannot promise you anything, but here are facts. And we deal strictly with facts and truth here in this office. We yeah. don't listen to the media. We shut it out because well, you're no giving them knowledge. You're giving them knowledge that, that people perish for lack of knowledge and yeah. you're helping them. So, so flip that people prosper with the correct truthful knowledge. That's right. Yeah. So education, you said it. We, I educate. I want everybody to leave knowing more than when they walked in. I want to empower the community with truth and facts that they can use to leave that also as a legacy for their kids and their grandkids and their great grandkids. Well, you do it so gracefully. I know that my grandfather passed when I was eight and my grandmother was in her early fifties when she widowed. She passed at 94 something ish. And my mother had already passed to heaven. So my mother's inheritance came to her four children. Well, at that, I received a $4,000 inheritance. Well, that was legacy money. And I was holding that, that check. And I was like, I mean, you may not think that's a, that's a lot, but I'm like, this is, this is, this is God's, this is not my money. Mm -hmm. And so I, I strategically after prayer and, you know, Phil and I were in agreement, I, we sowed that strategically half of it went into missions for our children. Mm-hmm. And then the other, my grandmother loved weddings, loved, loved, loved getting the China for the bride or the, you know, her grandsons or whatever. And so, um, I, when, you know, when our daughter was getting married, I gave her that part of that. And when our son will, you know, he'll get him. And so it's the carry on of the legacy. It's, it's the putting the weight on that. This is just not cash. This Mm -hmm. is, this is somebody, this is, you know, somebody worked for this, somebody invested this, but Mm -hmm. that's the godly background that I came from because my grandmother, because that would have been in the early eighties. And my mother, my grandmother lived on all of grandfather's money all that time. And then he still had stuff to give to his children's children, which is such a biblical principle, it but, is. but the way to leave that for our the, families, the, the weight of it. And so you giving the knowledge, I think that's so healthy as far as teaching the children, the, it's almost like the emissions trip, you know, they, you don't know unless you go. And so you're, 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 you're giving that knowledge of 
the financial part of it, the kingdom part of our life, because that's, that, that's what lasts for eternity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so how can parents who maybe don't live in this state, how can they walk their children down or where would you direct them to go for godly kingdom principles to teach their, their children? So if we're talking about, you know, finances, Dave Ramsey, he has a wonderful program, you know, and I don't know Dave Ramsey from Adam short of, I believe in what he teaches and what his family teaches. And I've seen a lot of people pay their debt off because of that. I think his principles are biblical and are excellent and he has a great program for kids. So why reinvent the wheel? Go to the source. Yeah. He does a great job. Very cool. Well, a words of wisdom that I heard you say and that I've written down is um, you can't want for someone who doesn't want it for themselves. Mm. You can't want something for someone who doesn't want the, what for themselves. Expound on that. Where where did you kind of get that revelation and um, talk to us about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, it came from my, my clients and it's also come from, you know, when I've discipled people in the past, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, because you've walked ahead of them. Right. And it's supposed to be older women teaching younger women. And, you know, I look to you for guidance. You're a little older than I am. And I discipled girls younger. And because I was a thought in my parents before you were a thought to yours. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and they were all great thoughts. Yeah. So, you know, um, when, when you were already walked a path with the Lord and you've already had victory over, let's just talk about, you know, managing your finances and you want to see God give you favor and you have to be faithful, right? And let's just use tithing as an example. And you're discipling someone and they so desperately want to have God's victory, but they hold their hands closed. They refuse to tithe. Mm. you know, you can't want what God has for them more than they want it themselves. I can't unbind their hands mm-hmm. for them to tithe so that they, their hands are open to receive God's blessings. So good. So good. And I love to hear that you are a discipler. Mm-hmm. And so we all are disciples of, mm-hmm. of the word and we should have mentors in our life. But to hear that you are a discipler is so refreshing. It's so good. So yay. So if you're listening to this today, God's God's prodding you. You need to be a discipler of others. And don't, don't think, well, I don't have anything to say or whatever. Your, your obedience. If you are a believer in Jesus, if you are a Christian, you need you, you do have something to share. You do know something. And so you need to share what God has done in your life. I'm gonna give you some some um rapid fire questions and it could just be one or two word answers, but just to get to know Jesse a little bit more, what do you do at the end of the day to unwind? Oh, I've been watching the chosen lately. Oh, come and see, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have a few minutes and I have, I can actually sit. I will watch the chosen or if I have quiet time and I'm by myself in the evening, usually my quiet times in the morning, but if I have extra quiet time, because like, what's off. that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love honestly journaling. So I'll sit and journal my thoughts. It really helps me clear my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, I hear God through my journaling sometimes. Oh, that is beautiful. And then it's, um, it's recorded. You're so mm-hmm. you are a scribe. You're also a scribe at church in taking the photos and just 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 documenting 
what the spirit of God is doing. Mm -hmm. So you're doing that in your personal life. That's awesome. So I love, love, love. I think I know the answer to this, but I'm not sure. But when you vacation, which you, God has blessed you to earn the fabulous vacations uh, through your business. But do you prefer oceans or mountains? Oh, I think mountains. Mountains? Yes. Nice. I, I, that one's kind of tough for me because um, I mean, I'm, I'm by no means, a, you know, a beach, a beach body girl by, by any mm. means, but I like, I like to be maybe at the ocean where I'm looking at mountains or on the mountains where I'm surrounded by oceans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the water. And I was just thinking about the trip. We were just on for vacation, uh-huh. um, but there's only so much sitting I can do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if you go to the mountains, you have the streams and the creeks and you can still dig in things and hike and come on. I'd like to actually have both. So tell us, I don't, I don't know when this is going to air, but tell us where you were on, you're you're on your way to. Oh, Malta in July. Oh, Oh my, oh my. That sounds absolutely fabulous. So hot or cold climates. In the middle. Oh, <laughs> perfect. You you you're just looking for perfection. That's all. That's all. Um, do you prefer movies or books? Books. And what is your current read right now? Right now, I am reading a business book. So, okay. yep, yep. Yeah. So, and it's all about CE, so I won't bore you with it. Oh, thank you. That's your business, not mine, yeah. right? But if, if right. I get a chance for entertainment and reading, I've read Francine Rivers, you know. Oh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah, very cool. Do you prefer coffee or tea? I love coffee. I really enjoy well, tea. Well, you were born with coffee in your veins, you Cuban girl, mm-hmm. but you but you, you prefer tea. I like tea at night. I'll have chamomile before bed, but I have coffee first thing in the morning. Okay, get your, get your, get your blood flowing, huh? Yeah, no, is it, is it, is it, is it Colombian coffee or, or Cuban coffee or we can't get Cuban coffee? No, no Cuban. It's a communist country. So, (laughs) oh, so so very cool. All right. I wasn't sure about that. Um, do you prefer, um, cooking or baking? Oh, I prefer cooking. I enjoy baking, but I prefer cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting, Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for some frijoles and uh, arroz um the black black beans but okay um okay favorite movie do you have one do you have a favorite movie if i have to pick right off the top of my head i love the showman the greatest showman (gasps) oh my word i've not i'm not one to watch the same movie over and over and over and over and over and over over again but uh but bring it bring the greatest showman oh the music is beautiful first drop i'm like i'm just there they did Mm -hmm. such a great job with that one wow 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 so we're gonna wrap this up but one thing you would like to be remembered for your legacy Mm. oh i would love to be remembered for loving people well and for leaving them better than when i found them well, you're definitely known that way to me. You are such a joy and a delight. You are, a, when I, I should have introduced you that way. Um, you're such a delightful person and a delightful friend. I like to think you're just so delightful to me. I just, but I know you're that way with everyone, but I like to think I'm special, but, um, but you thank you. Special. But thank you so much for this time. And is there anything we did not discuss that's just on your heart that you're like, 
I, I wish you'd asked me about this or God, God gave me this to share. Hmm. One thing, go and figure out what the meaning of your name is. I think that there's a lot of power in our names. Yesenia means right-handed strength in Arabic. And in what, Hebrew, one more time, it means right-handed strength, right-handed strength in Arabic and in Hebrew, it means Jasmine flower. So growing up, my mom would joke that you are a tough cookie that smells good. Oh, I love it. So and your I, mother on purpose knew what your name meant. She did. Yep. And I just think it's important. And some, some of our names might not have a meaning, right? But I think it's just important to know more about ourselves, no matter what God made us so incredibly special. And I think getting just to know our identity in him is so, so incredibly valuable. Well, when I was a school teacher, we've got, we're running out of time, but uh, we did, we used to get the meaning of names for our students. And we would mm. actually put it up in their in their little work area every day. So when we were calling them this name, we were this is what we were meaning. And this one child that came in, she, her, the meaning of her name was not favorable. And mm. so the teacher and I, we went to the Word. We started praying, and God revealed uh, a meaning to us for her, so that we were able mm. to speak that over her every time we saw her. So um, like Jesse just said, find the meaning of your name. And if you don't, if if it's not a, a positive meaning, God has a positive uh, meaning for you. He has a positive purpose for your life. So we are so excited to hear that. So contact us. There'll be inf information in the show notes about how you can get a hold of Jesse if you have questions for her. There's also going to be a recipe every month in the show notes. So check those out. And thanks so much for joining the conversation. Have a great day.